You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more more fun fun when you win. win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back to the show. Happy Tuesday, the 13th of December. Today we're joined by a special guest. We got Ricky in the house. Uh, Ricky, good morning. How are you? Tom Tennis. How we doing, my man? Oh, it's good to have you on. It's good to have you on to talk a little NFL. Um, I hear there's a three-unit play being tossed around here from Ricky, so we got to get the scoop on that. And uh, we'll talk uh, a couple other things, maybe some futures, things like that. Uh, SteadyPicks.com. It's completely free to sign up. You sign up today. Best bets from myself, Ricky, Donnie, Big John on occasion, Sean Brady on occasion, Lendale White on occasion. Uh, a lot of different places. So go ahead and sign up today. And as always, if you enjoy uh, this show, which we do every single morning by the time you wake up, this is posted and ready to go for you. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving a five-star review and a little comment about how great the show is. That would be fantastic. Ricky. Tom. I got to know about this three-unit play. I got to talk to you about it. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk. That's what I'm here for. I heard it on the um, the Monday happy hour. That you do with Michelle. Um, I heard you dive right into it there. And we got to dive into it now. So, first three-unit play of the year in the NFL. Uh, Generally, you don't really have Mm -hmm. many three-unit plays across any sport. Would it be fair to say there's been less than three in calendar year 2022? Oh, for sure. Maybe maybe one or two. Two all of last NFL season, zero in any other sport, um, other than maybe I think I hit Sean Brady pretty hard in the UFC. But aside from that, man, this is probably my biggest bet of the entire year. Okay, so I uh, went ahead and bet it as well, just on principle. Had to. But let's dive into this Love particular it. game. Uh, that we're talking about here. It's the Thursday night football game of all things. 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are at home catching a couple of threes or a three and a half. Juiced up three and a half. Talk mm-hmm. to me, Ricky. What would you take and why? All right. So starting with those ju- juiced up three and a halves, that's very encouraging to see. Because I did get a, a 107 at points bet yesterday, which is gone. I think they still have the three and a half, but all the three and a halves are ju- juiced up to my knowledge. Yep. Um, so let me take a step back here, Tom, and explain like 
Let me walk you through one of my key handicapping processes. All right. So each week, this is going to sound ridiculous, but each week what I do is I go on my phone, I go on the sportsbook apps, and I take screenshots of the following week NFL lines. So like the look ahead lines, essentially. And I'll do it across every app that I have that has the games, Tom. And what I'll do is after the games on Sunday, I'll look and when they open up those or reopen up those lines, I'll look back at my screenshots, I'll evaluate where the line sat prior, and then I'll ask myself, you know, like, what changed? Is Were there injuries? You know, was it just one team looked really bad, one team looked really good? But I really dig into that on Monday morning uh, line-wise. Curious, do you do something similar? Absolutely. You have to. In my opinion, you have mm-hmm. to. And I think, Tom, probably more, maybe there's a more efficient way than taking a million screenshots like I do. So if you have a cleaner process or if anybody does, let me know. But I, I say all of that because about 48 hours ago, Tom, the Seahawks were one point dogs going into that game. So not only did, you know, there wasn't any key injuries. To my knowledge, and I've really dug into it, so I feel confident saying that. No key injuries for the Seahawks. They look bad and they lose. The 49ers look unbelievable and they win. So, Tom, my question for you is, if it's not injury-related on either side, what? why would this line move all the way from one through three and give us the hook here? Like, what is your rationale behind that? And this is exactly a lot of the things that you want to look for. Um, I think about, you know, your screenshots. I, I want to back up your screenshotting of the things. Um, I have that set up to be pulled automatically, you know, like right now for next week. And then I kind of save it on the spreadsheet. So I still do a little manual legwork for that. But it's amazing. You know, the models and the numbers and everything are are great. But really the whole point of those is to kind of circumvent the manual effort uh, that you have to put into sports betting to be any good at all. And I just like it because it goes to show there's, you can do it with just a little brute force. You don't have to be good at Excel. Like that's one of the things that people say all the time is, oh, I have to be like a, you know, a numbers guy. It's like, well, not really to make things work. Like you can do something as as simple as taking screenshots of the books to know what they were going to open as or what the look ahead was. So I think that's an interesting uh, point. That was just immediately what I thought of. And I love that idea, by the way. Yeah, I always call me old school, man, but I just trust the screenshots more sometimes than like, I know it's always available if you were to look it up, but I like to always, not saying that your process doesn't, but I know like a lot of articles, when you go back, they're just kind of writing it in. I like to know it was there, you know? Well, the some of the problem that sometimes I even have too is that if you're not careful, you'll end up pulling like, you know how like DraftKings and FanDuel, they will pull the spreads or they will offer the spreads for like a ton of weeks, like at the beginning of the season. 
right? And mm-hmm. obviously those look if if this was August and you were taking the look ahead line for week fourteen or fifteen, whatever we're on, and between this matchup, like that means absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? What I'm, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's the hard wire doing it my way, you know, versus the the Wi-Fi. Yes. So um, either way, that's very good and and very important to know what they were before, so that you can adjust and see what's going on. Um, back to the game though, in particular. Back to the game in particular. I also like this side. The scary part is I've got the 49ers ranked just rated so highly, so, so highly. They're a very good team. And I just wonder if some of the Seahawks magic that we've had is going to start to fizzle maybe because they've been, you know, this is such an overachievement from what they were expected to do this year. Does that worry you at all? Like the time for them to to fall back to earth is coming. Actually, Tom, my thought, I love that you brought that up because my thought is that it already happened and that now you're kind of buying low again. Because if you look at, let's look at their last four games. They lose to the Bucks and don't cover. They lose to the Raiders and don't cover. They beat the Rams, but don't cover. And they lose to the Panthers outright and don't cover. So they're they're own four against the spread in their last four. The market is down on this team. All the people who rode the Seahawks and stayed with them lost their shirt the last month. So they've lost they've lost three of four outright too. Um, and for me, Tom, it really goes back to I know people have Purdy fever right now, and I actually like the kid. I think he has Moxie and a little bit of that it. But the thing is. This is a short week going into Seattle, which I know you don't love these takes, but that is one of the hardest places in the NFL to play in a primetime night game. It's going to be wild in there. And my thought is no Debo Samuel. Um, So, I mean, we've all seen how, how Purdy can play when things are going well, but we haven't seen when things get bumpy. How does the, the young kid react? And I think it's going to get bumpy this week is all I'm saying, Tom. And I think we're going to be in for a dogfight that, you know, especially that hook could be really valuable. And people also think, like, the thing with new quarterbacks is oftentimes they'll do pretty well their first, like, two weeks. Because Mm -hmm. nobody has seen Brock Purdy. Nobody has any tape on him. Nobody knows anything about him besides the 49ers. Now, what do you think... You know, so last week even, uh, who the 49ers play, who they beat up, uh, Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay. So what mm-hmm. do you think Tampa Bay was watching to prepare for a Brock Purdy game? Nothing. I mean, they were watching a half of a football game from the week before. That doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Now you've got a full game oh, a good to, point. to study, and it, it matters. Like, it really matters. If you ask, like, players, it, it matters. Um, and so, I, I, you know, I worry that maybe the, the Seahawks have – are going to stay on earth here with the – you know, like they like you said, the last four weeks. 
But I like the play. I mean, my numbers like the play as well. I think it's just a big overreaction. And I think you're seeing the market realize that as the Seahawks get bet here early in the week. I would feel really, really good just to see it go to three consensusly. Yeah. And so I could be wrong and maybe you know this doesn't go how I saw it but that's what I'm gunning for uh two other quick stats for you on this game before we move on just looking back at the 49ers last four games too um since we looked at the Seahawks Tom a blowout win against the Cardinals a cover against the Saints a blowout against the Dolphins a blowout against the Bucks. They cover the spread in all of them. They're riding high is what I'm saying. This is a riding low, like a buy low, a sell high at its finest on top of it. Um, and the last stat I have for you, because I, I brought this one just for Tommy Tennis. <laughs> we all know the 49ers get a ton of pressure on quarterbacks, and they break them essentially over the course of a game. Geno Smith, Tom, has a... Passer rating under pressure lights out when the pocket's clean, but under pressure, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year. So, and, and if they get Kenneth Walker back, which sounds like is very possible, man, there's just so much that lines up. You know what I mean? And Debo, you it's mentioned Debo earlier. He's a huge playmaker that's not going to be available. So, it just yeah, the the number does just feel a little strange. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I wanted to mention that, that you mentioned earlier that I wanted to comment on is you, you threw in the home field that I don't, you know, you don't, that I don't like what, when people talk about the Seahawks being like a hard place to play. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't agree with that. I just want to clear this up. I agree that the C- Seattle is a tough place to play. There are stadiums that are tougher than others. I 100% agree. I think just in general, people overvalue the stadium thing. Mm-hmm. Like people think it's more important or worth more to the point spread than it really does. That's where I always have an issue. Like people think, oh, they're at home. It's worth three points. In the Seahawks Here's a really three. good question, Tom. Mm-hmm. I, I love that take. Let me throw in one, one little wrinkle here. Yeah. Does experience in the opposing QB matter? So, for example, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers might not be as phased by the 12th man in Seattle as an undrafted seventh-round pick who's never played a true road game. This is literally his first road game in the NFL as a starting quarterback. So does that does it mean more in this scenario than it would with a guy with experience? You know... You could do the numbers on that pretty easily. My mind's racing now. You just you just made me lose the rest of my day. So I'm gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> but no, That's you could pull like you though, man. We need that answer. I would pull like historical data for the guys that you think are um quote unquote veterans, like the Rogers, Mahomes, um, Brady, maybe just a handful of guys that you feel very confident in that they're not phased. And then you got to pull numbers on 
And then you gotta pick out the stadiums. Rookies. When, uh, you could yeah, even just you, see you could do rookies both. in Seattle, Tom. Yeah. Rookie but what QBs you want, when they go into Seattle. But what you want is you want to see on average, are they better or worse than than average? Than the average than their average. So you gotta kinda take the, the quarterbacks you want to look at and make sure that they play the same on these fields, right? On average for them. And then mm-hmm. you want to make sure that when you take the rookies that play in Seattle or the couple stadiums you consider to be, I would take the couple stadiums you consider to be the, the hardest to play in and see what their average is and if they played below average, below their average. Oh boy. If you end up doing that digging, man, just know there's a lot of people who, I'm not saying there's a lot of pride in the pick, but I think I've caught the attention from a lot of the Steady Picks community. So any additional insight you can give us, I'll make sure we get it out there. Beautiful. I am going to try to uh, mess around with that. Maybe I'll be able to come up with something. We'll see. It's always, uh, with a lot of these things, it's always easier said than done. Because when you start trying to pull stuff in, it goes sideways. Um, Ricky, I've got a futures bet that it's time to, uh, to hammer. I love it. Let me hear it. Um, so I bet uh, maybe you got me inspired or motivated or something. I've bet a shitload of money on the, on one particular team in the futures market. Do you have any care to ha- care to have a guess, Tom? If it is the Bengals after your Joe Burrow nonsense all year, just tell me it's not the Bengals. It is not. The Bengals. It's the fucking Bengals. Oh, okay. It's not. Just give me the uh, conference and let me guess. Um, NFC. It's the Eagles. Bingo. I and I don't hate it, man. Load me up on the Eagles. I've seen enough. They are by far, Ricky. By far the best team in the NFL. I know. I mean, I'm a damn Eagles fan. You're not going to hear me disagree. But look, people think I'm being a homer. People think I'm being a homer, and I'm not. I'm not being a homer. I don't, you know me, I like the Eagles, but I am not the diehard Eagles fan that a lot of people are from around around this town. They are so much better than than the other teams. Ricky, it's just not even funny. What's strange is in most people's top five, in most people's top five, the Eagles and Cowboys are in the top three. And then you have Ravens, 49ers, Bills, and Chiefs, kind of all mangled as the top six call it. But the Eagles and the Cowboys are like one and two on a lot of ratings. Uh, they're one and three for me. Mm-hmm. That would have been so big if the Cowboys lost and essentially like fell out of the division. Yes, uh, I can't believe they stole that game, man. But <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the odds right now. So where did you did you place this wager? You yes. get a four fifty. This has been bet. 
Um, what I did was I took a little bit of plus 450. But really, I want the NFC championship winner is the market. I was just I'm about at. to say that, man. Uh, plus 180 on DraftKings and... Uh, oh, boy, is it gone? Or did I bet plus 170? Hold on, hold on. Bring up the picks. Got a 165 on BetMGM. Yeah, plus 170 at FanDuel. That's what you want. That's the best number available. And I just think that's just... Let's take a minute here, Tom. Yeah, please. Oh, sorry. Um, I was going to say, do you want to wanna look at a couple of these teams behind them and kind of think through this? Would love to. Okay. Because you, you touched on Dallas and... Kind of like neck and neck with the... And I think that... Depending on your book, tied for that second spot. And the difficulty for them is likely that they won't win the division, so they'll have to, like, it's a little extra for them to win the NFC. They're going to play a road playoff game. Yeah, like, they're likely going on the road in that wild card round. So you have to think about to take that. on, yeah, probably to take on a team like, you know, ugh, unless they get one of the NFC East, or I'm sorry, NFC South garbage teams but okay so so the the thought with dallas is that you know they're gonna have to go play a road playoff game in order to advance to the round the eagles are almost certainly going to be in and playing at home and that to me makes dallas really not and they're going to be a lower seed at that point so they're like they're just not going to be at home much ever right if at all just lost a starting tackle for the year to an already thin line. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, put it this way, no interest in the Dallas market. Not at all. I actually, I have them rated very highly, but I, like for all the reasons you mentioned. I'm yeah, not and the books open. are valuing them at a premium too, so there's no value really. No. 49ers, Tom. This one's interesting because... I felt kind of all along that this could be the the fork in the road for the Eagles per se, a team that matches up really well with them. They're they're probably more physical even on the defensive side of the ball, but now they have a third string QB leading the charge. Do you get Eagles 2018 Eagles vibes from this team? Uh, big time. <laughs> like just keeping the show rolling no matter what yep. keeping it going yeah absolutely <laughs> um but because i mean yeah go ahead sorry no i just uh, uh, it's so easy to sit here and say that won't happen until it happens you know <laughs> but i just yeah when you compare that to what the eagles are doing right now it's not close it's not close I mean, and then you look at Minnesota, who I'd pretty much draw the line after them because Tampa, Seattle, Washington, my Lions creeping in here, but none of those teams, I really don't feel like they're a legitimate threat to go into Philly or go into San Francisco and win. But Minnesota, Tom, there's a 10 to 1 
at BetMGM. I mean, this is a team that is pretty much locked up unless they lose out and the Lions win out. They're going to play a home playoff game in Minnesota where they're very good. You know, does that, does a 10 to 1 on, you know, on a team who's right on the Eagles' tail interest you? Um, no. And I'll tell you the reason why I think the Vikings have become the biggest fraud of teams that I can remember in a long time. They are absolute frauds. Ricky, I was reading something yesterday about, uh, and this was from last week, so it does not account for this past weekend of games. Mm -hmm. But it took the standings and it said, if every one score game, one possession game went the other way, what would the records be? What would the standings look like? And I actually think it's fascinating because it's just a a, a nice check on things. It's not going to, every game is situational. Everything is, you know, you can't put a blanket statement on things like that. But I think what it can teach you is like when the coin flips are going your way, it can really be awesome. <laughs> so what, yep. do you, what do you think Miami's record is? If all the once one possession games they flipped, any that they lost are a win, any that they won are a loss. I actually believe all of their wins were one score, so I think they'd have zero wins. One eleven and one. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, what was it? One eleven and one. That Patriots game. Yep. Think Man, about that. That's. Cr- so I'll throw I'll throw some fire on that too. You're you're probably a DVOA guy. You look you look at those numbers, right? Mm-hmm. I do. In the history of yep. yeah, that was the next the one. company. You saw that? Yeah, but read it. First please. time ever. The first time ever a ten win team through or, or whatever it was through week fourteen has ever been. 20 or below in the DVOA overall standings. It's the first time in NFL history a team with that record has ranked that low. I mean, and the uh, the football outsiders, team the football outsiders uh, founder was on a, a radio show, and he was talking about how it's not even close, Ricky. Like they are so bad in that. Stat like a ten and two team that's low on the DVOA rankings. They're so low and so bad that it's not even close to another team in history. And those ratings have been around backdate for forty years. The DVOA ratings backdate for till the end of time. The closest team, Ricky. The closest team to being as bad as this Vikings team, as far as DVOA, 10-2, and two, you know what the next closest is? Hit me. I actually don't. I believe it's the 2000 Minnesota Vikings. When they lost, uh, they lost in the playoffs to, uh, who did they lose to? The Dodgers days? I believe so, because it was against, uh, uh, they, they lost to the Giants in like the NFC Championship. They got like shut out by the Giants. 
I think it was 2000. But their own team. It was the Vikings again. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's like one of those things you just like you always take all sets of data and numbers with a grain of salt, but you can't ignore that. You know, like you just can't. I don't know. Um so so we're out of we're mutually agree there's nothing to be done with Minnesota even at this price. And so if we keep going and we'll rapid fire them off, Tampa Bay, the market is so wrong on Tampa Bay, so wrong. I've been saying it for three months. So wrong on Tampa Bay. The fact that they're 12 to 1 to win, just like, get them out of here. They should be below the Giants. They are so I think they can miss the playoffs, Tom. I legitimately think a team might pass them. But they can't. Because they are going to win that division, right? Like, no matter what. So, let me confirm this real quick. But actually, that division is very much up for grabs because... So, they're in first right now, Tom. But let me give you the the current standings. Yeah, because I thought that they kept losing. And they are back. a game up. Yeah, so the, the Bucks are 6-7. and seven. Um they're a game up on the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons, who are both five and eight. But one of the tiebreakers is the divisional record. And I know the Panthers are like three and one or four and oh in the division. I'll have to check the, the Bucks divisional record, but just something to keep an eye on, man. I think, like you said, the, the books still value this team at a premium when they've shown us for 14 weeks now. Like, at what point are we going to say, this is what they are, you know, like, yep. I don't know. I, I, I wish I could fade this team. Like I wish there were more opportunities to fade them in the futures market. I bet that there is, I bet you could uh, find playoff. Um, yes. No the divisional winner real quick. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta look at this for you. Um, stage Tom, they're, of a- they're minus three thirty five to win the division at bet rivers. Are they? Here's one you might like to, to. So, what was that price? Minus three thirty-five to win the NFC South. So for Tampa Bay to miss the playoffs, or to yeah to miss the playoffs is plus two thirty. It's plus two thirty. I think it would make more sense to bet Carolina at. You could get a plus 400 at points bet, and then you could get a plus 1600 at FanDuel on Atlanta. So if you wanted to take Carolina, Atlanta, Tom, Atlanta is 16. This makes no sense. They're a game out, but actually they're one and three in the division. So if it's bunched up, they're going to lose all the tiebreakers, which is why. Hmm. And so this is just a good example because I'm looking at DraftKings on to make or miss the playoffs. And this is where your kind of critical thinking skills, this is what this is what's important because for this division in particular, you're never really going to bet a yes to make the playoffs on any of these teams because they're not getting in if they don't win the division. At this point, I think that's fair right. to say, right? Like this division is bad. Yeah. Easiest path for these teams is no doubt the division. And for them to get in without winning the division is going to take like a, a 
four-game rattle-off victory run here at the end and still maybe not get in. So it's just a good exercise. Okay, why would I bet, you know, something on DraftKings for the yes-no market of to make the playoffs when I can bet the division winner at a better price and there's very little chance that these teams are getting in unless they win the division? No, I like it, Tom. That I'm glad we, we looked at this too because one one thing to throw in these across the different books, these divisional numbers are crazy. I mean, you literally have a like on Carolina, you have a plus three hundred at DraftKings, you have a plus four hundred at points bet. On Atlanta, you have a, a plus sixteen hundred at FanDuel and a ten to one at points bet. They're it's like golf, man. These are all over the place. So if you bet this market, you better be shopping because there's crazy, crazy discrepancies here. Yes, I agree very much. Um, so to wrap up the NFC just conversation in general, I think the Eagles are the best bet to make here. San Fran's got all those issues. Dallas are going to be a wild card, which is an extra game, so you're never going to bet plus 300 Three, three to one, three and a half to one. You're never going to bet that on a team that needs to go through a wild card spot into the playoffs, really. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, frauds. Tampa Bay, frauds. And then you get down to teams like Seahawks, Washington, Detroit, all like 35, 40, 50 to one. I don't see something drastic would have to happen to the Eagles for them not to... to get to the NFC game and be favorites against whoever they face. Even if they face the 49ers, what do they go off? Three, four, five point favorites. That's the thing. Even from like a potential hedge standpoint for people who, who like just to even have those spots, getting the plus money on the Eagles in the conference. Now, I mean, like you said, pending an absolute disaster, they're going to be carrying – I can't even imagine a team will be within a three-point spread. You know, like I even think the like maybe the 49ers coming in, but I have zero doubts Philly's a decent-sized favorite in that game. So, man, it's – I'm going to bet this with you, Tom. I'm going to bet it with you right now, uh, opening up my FanDuel app. And then the final well, thing – oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go no, I was just going to say it's the only thing I'll say here, man, is the Cowboys play the Eagles still. All right. And I'm just going to walk a scenario through. God forbid the Eagles lose that game. That would create a one game gap between these two teams. And what it would also do is it would give the Cowboys a better divisional record. It would give the Eagles a second loss in the division, whereas the Cowboys only have one. So just just if here, if the Eagles let that division slip, I don't think it would be. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking out loud. Sorry to ramble, but it's not over yet, I guess is what I'm saying. Dallas technically still has a path to the division. The Eagles need to keep winning. I'm glad you mentioned that because it is a good point. Um, but when you look at the remaining schedule for the for the Eagles and the Cowboys, that's where I really start to to think because you know the Eagles 
have the Bears. They're on the road against the Bears. They're 10-point favorites, 9-point favorites on the road there. Um, and you just look at the rest of their schedule, you really feel pretty confident. I mean, the Cowboys are at the Jaguars this weekend, uh, week 16. That's the matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys, which will be a big game. But Jacksonville's I imagine, tough right now, too. Yes, That's a tough game are. for Dallas. And I imagine the Eagles in the Eagles-Cowboys game will be some sort of favorites on Christmas Eve. On the road, you think they'll be favorited? That's an interesting one, man. I think that's a good... Uh, I wish we could get a look-ahead line for that. There probably is at least one book that has it. I, I truly don't know. Like, if I had to guess... I think the Eagles are still road favorites. You do. Three or less, but, and it'll be interesting to see. Well, let's scroll down and see if I can, eh, I can't find it. It's not up. It's not that I can see. I'll try to find one later today too. That's, that's an interesting one. Um, But anyway, so really, you know, you're betting plus money on a game that they're going to be favored. And if they win that game, they're going to be in the division one would assume they're going to win the division. So you got to think about it like that too in probabilities where you're getting plus 170 here. Everything goes as planned this week, next week. They're slight favorites and you're sitting with a, a, you know, a plus EV ticket waiting to cash it. Um, do Okay. The only other thing. Yeah. I like to put one bet real quick. I need your thought real quick, Tom. Sure. Eagles, Eagles, Bills teaser this week. What do you think? I'm about to place it on my phone. Eagles minus eight and a half. Buffalo minus seven and a half. DraftKings given the 120. Do you like it? What do you mean they're given the 120? So DraftKings has... One like uh, 120 price on teasers, and if you go put the same teasers in on different books, they'll charge you like up to minus 130, 135. Like it's crazy. It should be a standard price for a six point teaser. You'd think it's not. I've seen so 140s this year, Ricky. It's egregious what's going on out there with the teasers. You talk to guys that have been around; they'll remember minus 115 six point teasers. Like no problem. It's insane. Um, minus 120 though is like one of the preset pre-made um things. Mm -hmm. I actually don't know where the threshold because it's pretty, um, mapped out on where the threshold is for like a good teaser bet. Like what price do you pay equals long, like a plus EV bet. Um, but I don't know what the price is off the top of my head. I'm throwing it in for a half unit on my card. I just wanted to get it recorded out there so so the web guys will have me. But, uh, yeah, Tom, the you know, I don't see any. That's one of those ones that looks like it can't miss, so it's a little dangerous, but kind of fits the, uh, the rules we look for. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing we'll touch on with futures, I just wanted to touch on uh, to finish my thought for the Eagles. I've also bet them to win the Super Bowl. Uh, four and a half to one is the price I'm getting. 
And I think that is going to be an excellent bet. Excellent bet. We just talked through how the NFC is, you know, within reach to win the NFC. You take it to the next level with the Super Bowl. They're likely going to face Buffalo or Kansas City, one would assume. But the AFC has a lot more junk to kind of deal to go through, in my opinion. Like, I think we need... There's some dark horses, yeah. Yeah, like, what is is Baltimore going to do in the playoffs? What is Cincinnati going to do in the playoffs? Are the Chargers going to figure it out? Like, all these kind of strange question marks. The Bills have not looked as good in the last couple of weeks. What does that mean? Kansas City... At some point, it's got to come crumbling down here, right? And they're just going to be good for the rest of our lives. You look at all these things in the AFC and you just go, hmm. That's going to be a bit of a mess come through the playoffs. And when they make it to the Super Bowl, who's going to be left? And the Eagles should be, I don't want to call them fresh, but should be in a good position to kind of be ready for that game. I wonder what those lines would look like. Like if you took a Chiefs or a Bills-Eagles game on a neutral site right now. I have no idea. You know, like... I think the... Mm. Let me so see. So hard because we haven't seen these matchups. Well, you kind of do the old, like, um, Plinko chips kind of thing. Is like, okay, if, you know... Like brain blast, like okay, they played this person and they played the Eagles and they were this many point dogs at home against the Eagles, so that may, would make them roughly, you know, this. Get what I'm saying? Or is that nonsense? I'm gonna join you, Tom. I'm gonna go with a half unit on the conference and a half unit on the um, Super Bowl for our Eagles because, you know, I really don't think it's our fanionship driving this one i think like especially with you you're you're a little bit more reasonable with the eagles than me and the fact that you see it too i like it yeah i think it must be done um now i'm trying to scroll back through the the lines here just to see if i can draw any kind of conclusion on what that matchup might look like but might take me too long Yeah, it's gonna. That's a tough one. You know, you would look back and see if the if the Eagles have played anybody that the Bills have also played. That's how you would figure it out. That's the better way to say what I'm what I'm trying to think. Is like you look who the Eagles have played that the Bills have also played. You see what those two spreads kind of were and what time frame they were in, and you can get a general idea of where it it might be. Hmm. You know, if the Eagles are three points better than a team and the Bills are one point better than the same team, you would say the Eagles are two points better than the Bills. Which is a very useful exercise yep. for those that, you know, kind of like to think about that. And where should this number be? I saw one this week, too, that was really strange. Um, can I find? Oh, I remember what it was. It was the Colts and the Vikings on Saturday this week. The Vikings are four point favorites. I'm home. looking at that game right now, Tom. They're four-point favorites. But you remember last week, right? We were talking about the Vikings and being two-and-a-half-point dogs to the Lions. So if they're two-and-a-half-point dogs to the Lions, 
how bad are the Colts ranked right now? Like that was kind of my where my mind went is like Do you see how that works? This is a good example of kind of mixing that stuff up. No, I absolutely do. Um this game's in Minnesota? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Tom. Nah. I'm not. I'm not betting these Vikings. I'll put it that way. I will be laying any points with them against anybody decent. Well, no. This makes me say, well, shouldn't this be an auto play on the Colts in some way? Because unless they, unless the market just has the Lions ranked way higher than I would think, but I, they're not for me. Like if the Lions are going to be two and a half point favorites, and then the against the Vikings, and then now the Vikings are going to be four point favorites at home. So call it six on a, or um, call it three on a neutral. So you're telling me that the Lions are like six points better than the Colts? That's essentially the conclusion you're drawing from it. Is the Lions are almost six points better than the Colts? I think they might be, Tom. Do you? But then again, I'm a Lions guy. I'm a big Lions guy. So if the Lions played the Colts right now, you think the Lions would be laying six? Somewhere in there, five and a half, if six, Lions, something like that. The Colts. If the Lions played the Colts in Detroit, I do. I believe this this line would be north of three for the for the Lions. I think they'd be laying like between three and a half and five and a half. I really do. Um, they're playing good football, man. It's really fascinating really, like, to think about, isn't it? Like Tom, you know what's crazy? Oh, it is. It's it's not. Lions were one in six. My, they're now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Crazy. Ricky, thanks so much for joining the show today. Appreciate it so, so much. Oh, great talking to you as always, my man. We will do it again. Steady Picks Radio. Wake up and wager. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you so much.